Welcome to Self-Proclaimed Intellectual. You've just got to smile and hang out with intelligent people. Good morning, Travis. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> I guess these usually do post in the morning, huh? Do they? You know, people really have no idea. We could just totally just play it off. And we should. So it's about 6 a.m. here. We're going to uh, start recording. Well, the first set the we did at like one. 4 in the morning. Yeah, and that was probably the best one we've ever had. Hey, throw me one of those lozenges, man. Thanks, there buddy. Okay. All right. Um, Travis. Hey. Have you ever eaten pizza? <laughs> have I? Okay, uh, you'll have to remind me because I'm not too much on Italian. Like, I don't, I don't have my language skills. Not, are not up to snuff. Do you not know what pizza is? Describe it, and then you know maybe it'll trigger something. Um, pizza pie. It's a round, circular thing with uh, tomato sauce and cheese. And apparently, according to current news, you can only get it if you're a certain sexual orientation. Oh, well, what's the orientation? Because this makes a big difference. Heterosexual. I'm vibe sexual. <laughs> what is that? It means. <clears throat> well, maybe we'll discover that over the course of the, the podcast. <laughs> wow. I really don't know what that is. I don't either. I might Google it right now. <laughs> Maybe we should just edit that whole thing out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that was fantastic. We got to get a funky groove on. Yeah. All right. Well, are you ready for today's, Travis? These lozenges are delicious. So, yeah. These are actually pretty good. These are those like natural ones, too. The Ricola. Oh, nice. Yeah. Lozenge kind of sounds Italian, you know, like, like lasagna. Yeah. You know, that's another classic yeah. Italian dish. Yeah. So, Anyways. okay. Tell me about pizza, Adam, and why I can't get it. Well,. I you know, I, if if unless you live under a rock and or don't get on Facebook or the internet, um, you have probably seen about the current issues with the the what was it called? I forget the name of it. Memories Pizza in Indiana. I'm pretty sure it's in Indiana, and all the issues that have come forth from that from them saying they would not cater a uh, gay wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what I'd like to do is, and, and I've just. Man, I've had to I've had to step back a lot on Facebook because not because I disagree with everybody, but just because I just don't want to get into it. Man, it's a landmine <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And I just I have so much that I want to say. I just can't. So where I want to say it? The Boom, podcast. on this podcast. <laughs> that's where I'm for. your only threat. <laughs> exactly, because nobody emails us. Um what I want to do before we start mm-hmm. is uh realize uh, what's what's our point here? Let's just start discussions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only difference between us and all those podcasts we usually talk about is that we'll at least throw our opinion in. Sure. Um, so uh, we will say what we think, but hopefully at least we'll open up your minds a little bit. Because what we're going to do is I'd like to walk through kind of um, the news, basically what I've seen, what we've heard, and how things I think I personally believe should have been handled mm-hmm. on both sides. And then I think what we do that will be true to this podcast as well is kind of look at it from a more objective standpoint. And I think that we have... Um, so what we're really tying in this with is the concept of emotional correctness, yes. which was something that I think we had both, Adam, found on our own, and yeah. we were like, this is really good. Yeah. And so rather than... You know, we'll we'll insert our opinions and say how we think things should have been handled, but more than anything, I think we're going to use it as a starting ground for uh, how we can improve our communication. Yeah. And I also want to say, too, that I've been trying all week, a couple weeks now, to try to figure out what I could try, how I could try to place myself in the shoes of of a gay person in this situation. Mm-hmm. Because I, I completely understand 
that I'm sitting here as a 30 year old white male in the <laughs> Bible Belt of America uh-huh. and have a good job and you know haven't ever that I can really I mean bullied sure discriminated against no. yeah right and so I tried and tried and tried to think what could I where could I walk into that I would be told no. Has anyone ever told you check your privilege, Adam? Or have you seen that phrase used I've online? I've seen it. It has not been said to me. That seems like one of the worst things you can yeah. possibly say, though. That's To me, I see that as like the political equivalent of, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> you know uh-huh. what? We're, we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I want to throw that out there to me. I completely understand. And I, although I feel some of my, 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 my views are logical, um, I understand that being on the side of the the gay person is completely I mean, you're the one that's being kind of thrown out there. Well, so. a, min- a minority always feels yeah. um the impact of any issue more than the yeah. majority on that particular issue. You know, there are no. probably things that you are in the uh, the minority in and that, you know, is something that triggers you yeah. much quicker than the no. majority that just couldn't care yeah. less. So so that's it's a hot there. topic and let's <laughs> uh, let's get started on it. So what's the story? All right. Well, um, it all started with Memories Pizza, which I just this just all boggles my mind a little bit. Um, when I first saw number one, what blows, what really kind of ticks me off a little bit is um, titles of news stories and how ridiculous <laughs> they are. Clickbait. And um, and I mean it on both sides. And we'll get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you're jumping on here thinking that I'm going to instantly go onto the Republican, anti-gay, whatever train you want to call it. Please listen farther. <laughs> um, but the oh man, it just drives me insane. Anyways, um, Memories Pizza was interviewed by a news station, best I can tell, and asked, "Would you cater a gay wedding?" Mm-hmm. And they responded by saying, "No, they were a Christian establishment, and we would we would feel that we would not want to cater that gay wedding." From mm-hmm. what I've read and what I've been able to find, they were never actually asked. A gay couple never actually came in and, and asked denied them service it, or and were denied yeah. service. A newscast asked them in a hypothetical situation. Mm-hmm. And that's what exploded this. There was no outright discrimination. I mean, it didn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. Is that Does that matter or not? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the way it sounded, and by my initial, what I saw online, I thought, like, it had happened and it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So that was my first thing I felt a little uh, misled on. All right, so um, legally. Mm-hmm. In that case, let's just assume a gay couple did go in there. And and I'm also going to say, um, because after this we're going to get into the realization that a lot of people are now are taking this farther and trying to do it in a very mean-spirited way. Mm-hmm. Let's say a, a homosexual couple went in there, just just wanted to be catered, have, a, have their wedding catered. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm going to try to catch you in saying no and put you out to the news. And, you know, they just want it catered. Mm-hmm. Would that business be able to say no? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to say two things. First, I think there's a lot of immaturity on both sides in the way that people react to this. So um, I saw an article not long ago. I'll pick on the conservative side first. An article not long ago talking about what we should do in this situation. If you run a Christian business yeah. and a gay couple comes in and wants you to cater, for instance, their gay yeah. wedding, something, yeah. something like that. Uh, and the article was like, you should accept... And then you should go and like hand out tracks and you should wear Christian apparel and <laughs> yeah, you should like, and no. I'm like, that's super, super that's immature seeming yeah. to me. Also immature, like when the whole Chick-fil-A stance came up yeah. uh, and, and homosexual people had gay kiss day at Chick-fil-A. Yes. And yeah. I'm like, that's also super immature. So it's yeah. not like any side is exempt from having 
uh, excessive or you know, inappropriate responses to these things. And I'll tell you what my issue with that is, and we'll, we'll bring it up, I'll bring it up again, I'm sure, is that the only thing in my mind that is doing is pulling people in your choir to your side more and furthering the right. division between the other the trench gets All you're yeah. doing is is setting up more for a bigger battle. Exactly. And, and foreshadowing, is, what we're going to talk about today is maybe how we can start to cross yeah. that chasm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why that's why I have an issue with those things. It's just it, it's it's serving no purpose. Right. Really isn't. Agreed. So. Agreed. Um so what should legally have been I think uh, you should never be able to discriminate against an individual based on their characteristics, whether yeah. you know that's race or gender or sexual orientation or whatever. I do think that businesses have a right to be selective about events, and that goes okay. beyond just you know a homosexual marriage, for instance. Yes. You know, I would want a business to be able to say, "No, I will not support your white supremacist KKK event." Yeah. I will not support your Black Panther event. Yeah. No, I will not on, you know, my religious or moral basis support yeah. this event. You as a person, you're a person, okay? Yeah. But if you stand for a cause that is directly against what I believe in, yes. then I cannot support that cause. Okay. So so personally, do you feel that the the Gay marriage is an event in which they would be able to say no to. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think if you knew the people well that were in a a straight marriage and you objected to the union and you said, no, I don't want to support you guys, you know, straight, traditional marriage, then you should be able to say no. Okay. And see, and I I feel that that's that's definitely... Uh, a hard line for a lot of people because and, and and you guys and maybe and maybe you were or you weren't but i feel those comparisons you gotta be careful because we're just trying to draw comparisons right we're not comparing marriage gay marriage to a black panther meeting right that, exactly that that's equally exactly it's that it's that there should be a, a choice on whatever basis you have to, well, that, to support an event that leads a, me into a little bit of i guess what my own personal feelings are on some of this is that um that you know, if if a, a Christian establishment is going to say no to a gay wedding mm-hmm. based on it, they believe that's a sin. You know, so is divorce, and so is pre marital sex, mm-hmm. and so forth. And so if you know, if if you're going to cater weddings, should you not also ask, have you had sex yet? Have yeah, you lived agreed, together? Agreed. Have you been divorced? And, and if it, any of those are crossed, then you should not cater to any of those. Yeah, and on the on the flip side, uh, you know, if if a secular person wants to turn down business at a church. Fine. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Um, yeah. Again, I think – so what this leads back to is that as uh, – most things I take a, a business perspective on because um, that's kind of my formal training, I guess. Okay. And so when I look at this, I say for a business to turn down uh, business, you know that that can – those customers can go somewhere else. Yes. There are people out there, you know, pizzerias and cake makers that yes. would be thrilled to yeah. cater a gay wedding. Business. They would yeah. love it. Yeah. Go to them. The yeah. same thing The same thing is true if, you know, well, this organization, you know, supports gay marriage and yeah. they support all these other things that we don't like. Go somewhere else that does yeah. support your views. You vote with your dollars in a business sense. Yeah. Um, and if somebody does poor business or if they are too restrictive and they only serve, you know, white males, you know, straight white males yeah. that have a Bible attached to their <laughs> hip, then, you know, if they do good business, fine. And if they don't, that's their own doing. You know, and let me add on to what I've said about businesses being able to turn customers down. 
frankly, in my opinion, I think a business should cut ties with a customer that's just a jerk, pain in yeah. the butt. Yeah. Well, um, I feel some of them do. If you, if especially like some certain bars and places, mm-hmm. if you if you right. go out of line, you're just you're blacklisted. Right. You don't come back. No, I mean, you know, I've I've worked in <clears throat> customer service and stuff, and it's just like some people cannot possibly be happy. Yeah. They will not be satisfied, yeah. and they're going to eat up all of your time and yes. all of your attention and all your money. Cut them as customers. I don't need yeah. to learn anything about their sexual orientation <laughs> uh-huh. or their race. Yeah. I, you know, I talked to people over the phone, and I had none of that information. I'm like, I don't want to do business with you. We yeah. are not friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I find it interesting, too. Like, you know, if, if I was in this situation, I asked a, a place to cater, and they'd say, no, you know what? We just we don't support you. You know, would I go to the news with that? I don't know. I, I feel... My personal, I would, personally, I would say, I would be frustrated. I would be angry. Mm-hmm. Um, I would let everybody I know know not to go there. Mm-hmm. But on the same token, I, I, I wouldn't want to force a company to do it because I wouldn't want to force anybody to do something that doesn't want to be there. Right. You know, we definitely think about that. Um, and I'm in by no means putting words into her mouth that this is how we would feel or do things. But, you know, my wife is a photographer, mm-hmm. a wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, yet to have done a, a gay wedding, would we? Yeah, I, I think we would. Mm-hmm. Um could you blame somebody? Let's say, you know, could you blame somebody that ra- raised in the Midwest, raised in a Christian family, raised in the church, whether you agree with those things or not? Could you blame that person for, for being feeling awkward in that situation in the gay right. wedding? You can't. Right. You can't blame somebody for how they're raised feeling awkward. And would you want somebody that, that may not be in their best comfort zone, unable to perform at at peak because of that, mm-hmm. serving you? Right. Um, yeah. I think. That's that's not a discrimination. That's not an anger thing. That's just a. It's kind of wise consumership, right? Yeah. I mean, it's so you know, it's it's way better to do business with people that want to be there on both sides of yeah. the aisle. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, that just makes sense. So legally, they should be able to decline that event. I think I think if it's an event, if it's <laughs> something that they have to say, you know, our name is going to be on this. We're going to yeah. be outside of our doors doing this. Then yeah, I think that they should have the right to turn that down if they want to support only gay marriages then they should be able to turn down straight weddings okay that's totally fine too okay um and uh, i'm sure and i will say this <laughs> i'm sure that there's a niche out there yeah somebody is making a killing doing this exact thing you know have you been discriminated against we'll take yes. all customers there are yeah i've already read a few of them mm-hmm. that pizzeria is even close to them saying come by our non-discriminatory pizza yeah and that's you know what that's fine if <laughs> that's their yeah. their advertising um, their you know business sense then that's fine Personally, should they have said yes or no? What do you mean? Well, like I feel personally, if I was this pizzeria, you know, speaking as let's say, let's say, you know, I'm I, I'm a Christian and I own a Christian business. I have a cross in the window. Everybody knows, you know, I'm a Christian company. Mm-hmm. Um, a gay wedding, a gay couple comes to me, asks me to cater their wedding. Um, personally, from my side of things, I would say yes mm-hmm. because, in my view of the Christian faith and of Jesus and what this is all supposed to mean. For for somebody to say, you know, I believe in these things, but I'm still going to love you and support you, mm-hmm. would be a far more powerful thing for their faith sure. than standing up against it. Mm-hmm. So fair enough. I don't know. Um, you know, I haven't obviously. I've heard the news headlines and yeah. stuff. It's hard to say without being in that situation. <laughs> it is. It's what makes hard. more sense to you. Yeah. So, um, but again, I, I think that regardless of what I would do, I think that businesses should have that right. Okay. To, so, to turn down events, but never people. So even if that right, and I and I feel that. The discussion about do they have legally have that right should be a sit down and discuss it. That shouldn't be a hate filled. And I understand that's hard to say. 
you know, you shouldn't be angry about people telling you no. Right. That's very hard. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. But um, legally, we should be able to sit down, and you're not ever going to figure it out legally if you remove a motion because mm-hmm. that's supposed to be the law. Um, what frustrates me then is what came from that, especially with the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. So, so let's roll this, forward into this next so, part. Mm-hmm. So from this hypothetical thing that the newscasters asked this company was a complete Poop storm. This national torrent of yeah. <laughs> uh huh. And what I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out something real quick here for you, and then we can take it apart if we need to. From that, um, the 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 gay and lesbian supporters went furious, went crazy, um, and because of that, that pushed the other side to to support the pizzeria. Right. And from a question asked of the pizzeria, and the pizzeria shut down or at least closed their doors for a little while. I don't know exactly where they're at right now. From that, they now raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for them. Mm-hmm. So, so because of the outlash from the gay and lesbian community, the anti-gay and lesbian community, I guess, just I don't want to spread that anti-word sure. anyways, but just for the lack of a better word, um, then supported the pizzeria and then the gay and lesbian community then got angry that people were supporting the pizzeria, mm-hmm. which never had been would have been so severely supported had there not been such a big stink raised in the first right, place. Right. Um, I read one article on from the Daily Dot. Never heard of it, but I found it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> homophobes raise one hundred ninety thousand dollars for anti guy anti gay pizza parlor. Mm-hmm. No clickbait title, right? I know it's like it's like no. I mean. Are those are all those people homophobes? No, I don't think so. But they saw people that kind of relate to them in a cause, and somebody going against them, and and because of the lack of communication, and because the people just want to jump on the wagon, it mm-hmm. just created these two massive campaigns. So I think that, uh, and this is going to sort of lead into the way that we communicate about these things. Yeah. There are so many just ridiculous, stupid terms that get abused so much. So. You hear the term homophobe. You hear the term bigot. You yeah. hear, you know, all of these. You hear liberal hippie. You yeah. hear, yeah. you know, whatever else. Um, and it's just we label these people without knowing any of the real complexities of their character. Yeah. And we know one thing about yeah. them. You know, well, Adam, you're a white straight male, so you're probably a redneck. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I and am. In, and in Partly. your case, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do have guns. And but but we're way trucks. too quick to label. And this is why, you know, I think you and I agree on this and probably some of our listeners too. You. Um, don't see things quite as red versus blue, yeah. you know, Republican yeah. versus Democrat. Because there are plenty of people on the quote unquote opposite side of the political spectrum as me. They can have a productive discussion. I understand their logic. I understand yeah. their emotion. I'm empathetic towards why they feel that way. Yeah. We just come to a different conclusion. Yeah. Um and so the way we communicate these things is super important. And our emotional frame of mind is really important too. Yeah. Like I have good friends that would call themselves more liberal than conservative. Yeah. And we're great friends. Like yeah. uh yeah, but I would never call them liberal <laughs> hippies because I understand uh-huh. some of the complexities of them as people. Yeah. Well, and um, so keeping the keeping the um, news bandwagon going. So these people say no to a hypothetical question. The the gay and lesbian community gets angry, so the other community backs them up. And then now we have I read some stuff about some preach a preacher going out now, and a lot of people are trying this experiment and going to gay-owned bakeries mm-hmm. and asking for cakes that say, you know, homosexuality is wrong, homosexuality is wrong right. and putting on verses on it that say homosexuality is a sin. And I'm 
and to me that's a complete joke and th- that's not where it started right. there was no gay couple that came and said can you please make a cake for us with you know two guys on the top making out there was nothing like that yeah. you know it, and 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 they took that a christian going to a gay um bakery and saying make me a cake that says you're wrong mm-hmm. that is Right, I, that is wrong, and that bakery absolutely has the right to say no. Right, that's ridiculous. Exactly, quit being childish. Yeah, you know, everybody on both sides has gotten way yeah. too caught up. In They've the gone politics. way too far. And then, um, <clears throat> what also interests me is that this pizzeria—they said what they—they they said what they believed. They had a huge outlash for it and had to shut down. And they even made comments: "We might just, we might just move." Mm-hmm. There were death threats. There were burning down threats. There were insane <laughs> right. threats. And what was the reaction? We just might move and be done with this. And so I look, and then I look at this other place where this preacher goes to a, a bakery owned by either owned by gay or gay supporters. Which again, I I believe the, the preacher was out of line. This mm-hmm. was this was mm-hmm. a dumb experiment. Um, and he asked for this ba- this cake. And what did their owners do? They got lawyers. They sued. They called the FBI for discrimination. They didn't, you know. And so so again, to me, the reactions are quite interesting. This pizzeria said. You know, this this is what we feel, and this is what we would say. Mm-hmm. And and then there's outlash, and they just said, "I'm sorry, we might have to close." Mm-hmm. And this bakery says, "You're gonna come at me like that, then I'm gonna lawyer up. I'm gonna call the FBI, and we're gonna try to sue you and put you in jail." Right. That's a bit of an overreach, too. You know, I had I had this thought um, a while ago, and I haven't really fleshed it out too much, so we'll talk about it here just yes. briefly. Is that uh, you know is is that kind of extreme reaction or that kind of extreme stance required to make change if you're the minority? I mean, like, if you're the minority, then you sort of by definition don't have as much of a voice as you feel like you should. And yeah. so maybe you feel like you have to go further along the political spectrum or further along the belief spectrum to get any attention at to all. To get attention. Um, so I don't know. That's just something that I've thought about. Like, you know, there's there's wars in third world countries all the time, and not again, not to equate these things together. Yes, but yeah. there's wars in third world countries all the time. But terrorism gets, uh, you know, it gets yeah. attention because it's yeah. so far in the extreme reaction category. And I, it makes me wonder if you know, to to get recognized, sometimes you have to go to extremes yeah. uh, to get that attention. And so I don't know, but you know, maybe it, that's the yeah. reason why that's. And there. it's interesting too because does that does that attention really help you? Because like I said, when 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 the gay and lesbian community pushed against it, there was an insane rally behind the pizzeria that raised them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right, right. So did that further their cause or just cause more division? Mm-hmm. Well, and for me, I, I look at this and I look at a lot of civil rights kinds of things and. It's about integration, right? So black people wanted to have property rights and be able to vote and women wanted to be able to vote. And that's what all of these have, you know, have been for um, is not to have their own subculture of society. They want integration in the existing society. Uh, And that doesn't mean they can't have, you know, a respectable (laughs) subculture that's well integrated in that society. But I think um, I think what I see here is that, you know, we are our own thing. Um, whether it's the church or the gay and lesbian community, yeah. and that's with that entrenchment, you know, it's like we are our own yeah. thing separate from society. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe instead we need to be able to integrate. Uh-huh. That's what America was all about, right? Melting yeah. pot of beliefs and ideologies yeah. and backgrounds that led to a greater whole. Yeah. I agree, and I, I saw another news article too that I, that frustrates me. You know, from a Christian standpoint, like apparently I f- I forget I didn't write it down. There was some town Missouri or somewhere that was going to have a parade. Um, it was an Easter parade. Mm-hmm. Bunch of churches were a part of it. 
one of the churches in there, have you heard about this? Mm-mm. One of the churches um, is is open arms to gay and lesbian community. Mm-hmm. And so this, uh, this, this church that's open to gay and lesbians wanted to have a sign on their, their parade, on their... Um, Float. Float. Boom. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that, we should get root with said, after this. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right. That said something along the lines of just Jesus loves all. And mm-hmm. that's simple. Didn't say anything about it. Wasn't mm-hmm. just said Jesus loves all. Mm-hmm. And um, the the planners of the parade uh, asked them to leave, would not, would not allow them to be a part of the parade. Yeah. And to me, that speaks volumes, again, in the side of the church. They're they're separating the the they're making the canyon just as big right the battlefield no, totally just as agree. bad yep. as either yep. side so mm-hmm. okay so Adam yep how do we cross that gap with a really big bridge let's talk about <laughs> emotional correctness emotional correctness I find this whole situation so fascinating mm-hmm. um, Sally Cone Cone mm-hmm. Is is to me in such an incredible position to preach this. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a liberal. This is quoted from, uh, I think, a TED blog or somewhere. Uh-huh. I don't think she would disagree with this statement. A liberal lesbian that is a Fox News correspondent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and those words and all that, that <laughs> definitely puts her in a very interesting position. Right. And for somebody in that position to be preaching, uh, maybe I shouldn't say preaching, to be you know, putting out there that we need to uh, to bring that gap together is mm-hmm. amazing. Okay, so what is Sally Cohn talking about? Let's listen in. Well, my biggest takeaway is that for decades we've been focused on political correctness, but what matters more is emotional correctness. It, emotional correctness is the tone, the feeling, how we say what we say the respect and compassion we show one another. And what I've realized is that political persuasion doesn't begin with ideas or facts or data. Political persuasion begins with being emotionally correct. So I'm almost kind of frustrated with her. Yeah. Because I feel, I feel like I have been thinking this thought process for at least a year. Uh-huh. And then she puts <laughs> she amazing, gave a, name. a name to it. <laughs> you know, I wanted to call it Adam Dreher paradox God. that could be the thing that's named after <laughs> you uh, yeah, the Dreher number <laughs> the Dreher number but it's not a number it's just a feeling uh, anyways close enough <laughs> but i i heard her talk about this and i was like that is that's exactly right it's spot on um, yes. and to me it's emotional correctness it's also um just relationship right um what she says is you can't start that political dialogue until you have that emotional correctness and to me that's a relationship you can't you can't start you can't you nobody on facebook or all these places will ever convince anybody of anything until first you have that groundwork of right. respect. Right, exactly. And this, you know, I think why it resonated with me so strongly, just like you said, is that it's something that you kind of understood before, but yeah. she gave it a name. Yeah. And, you know, this explains why when I talk to my friends that disagree with me politically, it's no big deal. Like, yeah. we can understand, we can exactly. see each other's opinions and recognize them as valid. Like, okay, that's why you believe that. We can disagree, but still be friends. Um Versus, you know, when I see some <laughs> idiot post on Facebook, inflammatory kinds uh-huh. of things that are like obviously, you know, dropping the gloves, yes, asking for trouble. For it. Yep. I have no context for that. Yeah. So, you know, there's no way I can engage them because I don't know them. I don't know their background or their emotional uh, situation, yeah. you know. 
you know, I've wanted, I've, I've thought about before doing a whole segment just on political correctness. Because mm-hmm. I, I if hate it's, it. <laughs> if it's any good at all. Now, does there have to be, and she talks about this, um, I'm kind of basing this off of a, a, a TED blog, mm-hmm. uh, question and answer. She does mention a little bit about how, you know, she, she blatantly says in a few spots, just forget political correctness. Yeah. But then uh, somewhere else she comes back and says, we, we have to be, there has to be a little bit, right? There, there, that's what this. That's why this is what we keep talking about. There, it's a balance. There's no black or white. Yes, you can't be completely. You know what she says here. I'm not saying as long as you mean as long as you mean well, you can say anything you want. Right. No, mm-hmm. there's got to be a boundary here. Mm-hmm. Um, there still is at least a minute or some political correctness that does need to happen. Well, there's there's regular human decency. And yes, I think exactly. That's, I think that's a different line than political correctness. Yeah. You know, political correctness is is. Too far of an answer to where, you know, I can't call an African-American person black. It's like if I'm, you know, yeah. calling them something derogatory, if I'm like, oh, look at that, you know, black person uh-huh. over there, as if, you know, saying <laughs> yeah, exactly. their skin color makes them this certain type of person. That's, you know, I understand that is abusive. Yes. So that's, but that's not political correctness. That's just common human decency. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, look at, you know, white Adam over there. What a jerk <laughs> well, because and, he's white. Yeah. Well, and, and she mentioned that. She says um, political correctness is important. We won't want people walking around calling each other the N word or the C word. Exactly. And so I understand that. And, and so. I, and your point is exact, is, is, is right on because, you know, I see it in the classroom with fifth graders and they'll say, and I'll just be asking a question. We'll be talking about slavery. We'll be talking about something that is completely innocent. And the, kid, the child will say, well, you know, they they did they didn't want black people to be free, and they'll be like, oh, I mean, sorry, I mean African American people. Right, you got to watch your no, steps so so there much. There was nothing wrong there. Yeah, they, and so so on the flip side of this this, um, I think that if you look at that and you see, um, you know, when people use the N word, yeah. uh, between black people, yeah. and you know, everyone on the outside is kind of like, well, that doesn't make sense. They don't want other people to call them that. Yeah, but it's clear that they're in the same yes. situation, and so they understand each other. It's a signal that they yeah. have that emotional correctness because we share that you know commonality between us. Yeah, and so it's okay. And then people will want to pick up on that and we'll say, well, they call each other that, so we can call them that. And they and then they try to use that as excuse. Exactly, and you discount there the is, real. There is no trying to actually point out legitimate logical reason into that. They're just trying to come up with excuses <laughs> exactly. they want. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> there again, I think that this is a great term for, you know, we're we're the same. I recognize yeah. that. And so we can go there together because yeah. we have that emotional yeah. framework. Um, whether or not that's explicitly yeah. understood, probably <laughs> not among you know, dudes pick on each other all the time. Like when yeah. when uh when we're complimenting each yeah. other is when you have to be wary. <laughs> um <laughs> And I think it's that same thing, you know, uh-huh. like we understand each other. And so it's kind of a, a sign of familiarity yeah. when you're able to say uh, negative things that aren't intended to be harmful. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been listening to another podcast recently and it's it's put on by an atheist. And I, and I just find his side of view on certain things interesting. Um, he was talking about how frustrated he posted one a while back and it was basically just nothing but ranting. And, and I, you could get the sense that he was just really angry about mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and you could tell he said, he said, I went to a family, family dinner. He's, he's the only atheist in the family. Everybody else is is Christian. Mm-hmm. And he said, all, I went there. It was like a birthday dinner. He just wanted to go and congratulate them and happy birthday and just right. be with his family. And he said it wasn't minutes in. People are talking about end times and biblical <laughs> prophecies. And on that end, it's I put that on the Christian, you know, the the families they. That's not emotionally correct. That's, right. If if he's there to just be a part of the family, let him be a part of the family. Yeah. You yeah. know, show him the love, show him the relationship, build that for a long time before you get into 
the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think people don't realize, too. I think on the receiving end, if you are an offended party, yeah. um, it's hard because, yeah, you want to jump up and be like, no, I want to stand for what I believe in for my rights. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, people talk idly all the time. Yeah. And should they be punished for saying something that in their mind is totally inert? Uh, so... <laughs> I knew a, a girl that would do this and we've since become non-friends because <laughs> like you say something and you don't mean anything negative by it and they just take it the yes. worst way. And oh, there, yeah. are, there are people like yeah. that all over and I just have to withdraw because, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, yeah. So on, on both ends, there's, there's some consideration. Okay. So let me, let me hit a few quick things here um, that I saw in this interview with her. Um, one thing, and this is real simple, real obvious. Um, she says, I don't think people who disagree with me are stupid. Um, that's the big thing I've come to learn. They're yep. not stupid. Yep. And mm-hmm. I think that's huge. And and, fr- and from both sides, if you're an atheist and you believe the views of a Christian are ridiculous and they're uh, akin to the spaghetti monster, right. you're, gonna, you're never going to do anything. Mm-hmm. You're never going to gain any ground. You're never going to form any relationship. Just because there's a certain belief does not mean that one side or the other is, is stupid. Right. Um, and if you would sit down with them and form that relationship and then let them really truly discuss um, where how they got to that, you might actually understand there's there's some logical understandings, you know, reasons to that. Right. We sat down with a friend of yours that's an atheist, and that was one of the most enlightening times I've ever had. Sure. Because yeah. I was his, just points, that, yeah. his points I don't necessarily agree with, but after sitting down and talking with them, it's I can logically see where he got there and, mm-hmm. and I have great respect. I, I have no issue with that. Right. You know? And so, um, I think she was, that's a great point. Just because they disagree does not mean they're stupid. Yes. And, and that and arrogance comes off on Facebook and stuff. And it's agreed. Just, yeah. When you make matter of fact kind of statements instead of yeah. asking questions uh-huh. and considering the, yep. you know, um, yeah. And some of those are the most productive discussions that you have, you know, because yeah. you don't have a bunch of people that are sitting around in a room agreeing on everything. Yeah. Frankly, I have a, a hard time going to like Bible studies and stuff because I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. We all agree. Yeah. This is, this is boring. Well, and a lot of times, and I'll be honest, a lot of times that kind of stuff, it, it for me, it's too, it's too short-sighted. I mean, it's, it's, there's absolutely no questioning to mm-hmm. it. It's just a, there, there are people that I agree with philosophically or politically or religiously yeah. that I hate talking to about politics, philosophy, and religion <laughs> yeah. because the way they arrive at it or the way they present their cases yeah. is so irritating to me. Yeah. Whereas I can have a productive conversation with an atheist or an agnostic because of the way they present their ideas. Yeah. And I hope to be the same way as a yeah. Christian myself. And I think that that's, Adam, what we're talking about is we have many good relationships with people across the board belief-wise. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know this is a great term for why yeah. that can exist. So let me hit a few comments here that were on the blog and then we'll move, and then we'll, we'll move on. But uh, I think this is one that's great. I think Miss I'm sorry, Cohn... Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's completely right about emotional correctness. I'm a moderate liberal, but got along with the Tea Party guy across the hall from me at work. And they t- and he goes into talking about, you know, we both into football and stuff like that. Yeah, so these are the comments on the, on uh-huh. the blog. These and are so people he, that are yes. sounding off. Okay. And he completely agreed. You know, two completely opposite sides, but they got along. Mm-hmm. Although I, I enjoyed his last line. He said the very last line of his comment was, but I do notice that liberals are more willing to listen and the evidence 
to the evidence and compromise than conservatives. Can't, can't, so, just can't quite finish <laughs> the deal. <laughs> he said it's so great. We got along with it. He didn't say, but my side But we're, we're a little bit better. <laughs> and I'm not saying they do or don't. I just found that amusing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then uh, one, other one, one other person was talking about it and saying, yep, yeah, it's great. We understand. And you have some good points. And he does mention it. And this goes back to uh, a few podcasts ago. He says, one issue, though, or possibly a roadblock. Um, one has to be smart enough and able to get her point. Mm-hmm. Um, one has to be willing to come halfway um, for any positive action to take place. Yep. Um, and that could, could be, he says, that that is the missing ingredient. And that mm-hmm. could be some of it, too. There could be a lot of people that are just so, I don't want to use words, bigoted or whatever. That's but just because they maybe not even have the the logical framework to kind of work through some of these right, things. Right, right. At least to get to a point to where we can be... Um, Good discussions and emotionally correct. Yep. So, well, listeners, I think you're above that. <laughs> so, uh, what does this look like in action? We'll throw it back to uh, Sally Cohn and her TED talk for uh, for an example that she found was profound in her own in her own career. One of my all time favorites begins. I'm not a big fan of your political leanings, or your sometimes tortured logic. <laughs> but I'm a big fan of you as a person. Now, this guy doesn't agree with me, yet. (laughs) But he's listening. Not because of what I said, but because of how I said it. And somehow, even though we've never met, we've managed to form a connection. That's emotional correctness. And that's how we start the conversations that really lead to change. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed, you just remember what your old past said, boy, you got a friend in me. If you liked this podcast, which we hope you did, feel free to visit us at selfproclaimedintellectuals.com. Like, comment, subscribe, go to iTunes and rate us, whatever you want to do. We're open to your suggestions. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Email us, podcast at selfproclaimedintellectuals.com, or there's plenty of comment space on the website. We'll see you next time.